0: Have you ever experienced the problem in your health of doing something that gets you results short term, but within a year later, your symptoms have returned? Or have you ever wondered what happens to other clients at other offices after they finish working with their health practitioners? Or have you ever wanted to hear from someone else their own story of investing in their health and knowing at the end of it that it was worth it? If so, today's episode is for you. On today's episode, I am interviewing my former client, Abby Herman, one plus year after finishing working with us. Abby came onto the podcast all the way back on episode 13 to share with us her three month progress update after working with us in our foundations program. And now she's coming back almost 100 episodes later to update us on what her life and gut health has been like since leaving. I know I myself have struggled with yo-yo fixes in my gut health. And so I am so excited to bring this episode to you today as encouragement to you that you too can find long-term healing in your gut. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. Well, I am so excited to have on today a repeat guest of ours and actually a former client of mine, Abby Herman. Abby first came onto the podcast on episode 13, and I don't know what exactly episode this is going to be when we air it, but I mean, we're already in the 80 plus range as of this recording. So Abby has so graciously, um, offered to us and is willing to share with us what her journey has been like since she last left the foundations program. And Abby, I was thinking about this. I think we finished working together end of 2020. So we like started, if that sounds right, like June of 2020, you work with with us for six months, which is like kind of our base package, classic amount of time. And then And then there was like this big, like, okay, we're going to see what happens. And I remember like many of our clients, there's this like nervousness of like, what's going to happen, you know, is what you learned enough, all these questions going on in your head. Are you going to get sick again? Are you going to fall off the wagon? What, you know, was this kind of like yo-yo dieting? Like, what is this? And. We recently reconnected and you're doing phenomenal and you were willing to share your story. So Abby, thank you so much for coming again onto the Better Belly Podcast.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Cool. And and also just a so note, I will be linking uh in the show notes if you want to hear Abby's original story. Um, you know, a lot of the questions that we asked on the first episode was things like what was going on in her health when she first started with us and big things she learned and we might touch on some of those again but if you if any of y'all are listening and just want to know what Abby was like back in December
1: 2020 <laughs> then you can when listen I was to like that. back then like, I don't know <laughs> I'm a new person I'm a totally new person I mean I do feel like a new person now for sure <laughs> yeah
0: I mean tell tell us what's been going on so first off maybe let's let's actually brush up for what you what do you remember about what was going on in your health in June of 2020 that made you want to work with us and then and then we'll kind of move forward a little bit from there
1: so in early 2020, I was just, and this is not um, pandemic related at all, how I was <laughs> feeling. just, to, I just wanted to throw that in there because it really wasn't. I was just tired all the time. I was bloated. I was like napping three times a day and I was still exhausted. I was waking up in the middle of the night um, and you know, my stomach hurt. I thought I was premenopausal because I... Um, I was 46 at the time. And so I had to do the math in my head. subtract <laughs> um, But I was 46. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm going through menopause. Maybe that's why I feel like crap all the time and why I feel so bloated. And I mean, even my face and my neck and my chest were puffy. Um, yeah, I just, I just didn't feel good. And I thought, like, my, the big thing that um, helped me or helped like initiate that that conversation with you was god like I'm only 46 <laughs> am I really gonna feel like this for the rest of my life because I couldn't imagine it I felt so crappy and I just knew that I needed to do something yeah
0: and and for context um something that we shared talked about in episode 13 is Abby is a you're an you have a history of being an ultra marathon runner, which means you mm. run races and then you actually have to train for them too. So keep that in mind y'all. She doesn't just like go out and do this one time thing. <laughs> she has to train for them, but yes. you run races that are longer than a marathon. So that's longer than 26 miles. What's, what's the longest race you've done? I don't even know if I know that one. The
1: longest race I did was a hundred kilometers, okay. which is, I think it's like 66 point something miles. Wow. How long yeah. does it take a person? I'd... What, like 12 hours? <laughs> like... Well, so that, that one was a 24, it was, it was a quote unquote 24 hour race. I actually did that in about 20 hours. And the, and the only reason it took me 20 hours was because I got sick. I was overhydrated and got oh. sick in the middle of it. Mm. Um, and in fairness, so I, I have retired my, my ultra marathon running shoes. Um, and I, cause I just, my feet just can't take it anymore. I've got bunions and all kinds of issues with my feet. Um, um, but i have graduated for to something equally as strenuous
0: oh do you have <laughs> uh, more of a
1: more of a full body thing um i've been doing orange theory okay uh, for the last uh, actually it's been almost a year now and absolutely loving it and it's it's also very difficult on your body especially since I'm a little bit competitive and I like to kick my own butt <laughs> and compare myself to the other people in class, which I know I shouldn't do, but I do anyway. <laughs> right. And and all that being in context
0: of uh, you came and and you weren't lacking willpower or you weren't right. lacking like, like kick buttness when you're like, oh, I'm taking three naps a day or something. I mean, it just, it's, you clearly have the ability to push yourself and, and grow yourself and strive after things. And you're also, um, at the time you were a six figure business owner. Now you're a multi six figure business owner. Like you, you have this ability to, and, and also you're a mom, like seriously mm-hmm. doing all the things. And, but at the same time, your body just was not on board. And I think that I, I really love how you were highlighting that you thought it was because maybe because of menopause. And I just want to take a moment to sit on that and say, um, and I think you've heard me even say this to directly. And maybe even like on our call, when we were talking, I was like, that is just such a lie that like, oh, you're getting older or it's menopause. I mean, you can actually... You might start menopause early if you have enough health problems, like kind of compiling. Um, but then it's that is just such a false dichotomy. Um, and at, would you say that now that it's, it's been a few years like that just isn't even something you consider anymore? Like, oh, I'm getting older. That That's why I don't feel good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, and I I still am not, I still have not hit menopause, which (laughs) I, you know, maybe I'm sad about, maybe I'm not, but, um, (laughs) but I mean, I, I, I see, I mean, I just feel so much better now. And, and you're right. Like, I don't think that that is an issue. And you, you know, I Google and read things on symptoms and things like that. And the only real thing that I can pinpoint that is different um you know in you know the whole uh, female mm. universe right right I, guess. I, don't, I don't know what to hormone say hormone but... journey yeah yeah the hormone journey thank you <laughs> is my my cycle is just weird now yeah. and and i'm keeping track of it and some months it's just weird and some months it's totally normal so um i can see a change in that and i know that that's going to happen but as far as physically and how i feel I don't feel like that's an issue anymore.
0: Right. You don't have to have weird cycles and need three naps a day and have sugar cravings and not be losing weight. Like that's just all baloney because Mm -hmm. hospital systems and doctors don't have anything better to give us. They're like, Oh, it's just age. (laughs) They're like, get off my back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what you had coming in. And what had you tried prior to that or like to, to try and address those symptoms prior to working with us?
1: Well, I mean, I was already eating really healthy, which, which was an issue when we did some of the testing that turned into, oh, aha, maybe these healthy foods aren't so healthy for, for me or for my body or for where I was. So, I mean, I, you know, I was exercising regularly. I was eating really healthy. I, I really didn't know what to try because I felt like I was doing everything right already. So I don't know that I necessarily tried a lot of things. I just was like, something needs to change.
0: <laughs> yes. And that is often where our clients are, are when they come to us is like, I've already tried everything. I know how to try. Please tell me there's something else that actually will work. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes.
0: And that was how you came. You really came in with your hands open. I mean, although, and we did really talk about this in the other episode and I want to get on to some of like our newer questions, but do you remember like, what was your overarching feeling when you started? to work with us? Like, were you nervous or were you, cause I, cause I don't think you were like gung ho like, Oh yeah, this is, this is going to work. Like,
1: well, the two things that I was afraid you were going to tell me I had to do, you told me I had to do.
0: Mm. But only, (laughs) only after we did the testing, it wasn't like I was just trying to make you miserable.
1: Right. 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 No. And, and those were the two permanent things that you told me I needed to do, which was, uh, stop drinking which I did, and I'm almost 19 months now of not drinking alcohol, which I'm very proud of, um, because I did have, well, we can talk about it if you want, but yeah. I did have a little like, oh, it's my birthday, I can drink. Um, and giving up sugar, which we can talk about that also, but that, oh, and actually gluten as well. So there were three things. Um, we can talk about my sugar and gluten later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, let's talk about it because I mean, that's a big thing that a lot of people come in and, and it's not like you don't eat fruit or you can't eat sweets, but, right. but it's there, there, you will, we'll discuss a little bit more, but sometimes there's this thing of, does it just mean I'm going to have to deprive myself the rest of my life mm-hmm. to feel good? And I think that you i mean i know you went through a transformation of like what it was like to accept or to practice or to even like how how were you feeling you know month to month as you as you were making those changes and mm-hmm. you know were you there were points where you're like i don't know if i'm going to like do this forever you keep recommending it Alison, but like maybe i just won't maybe i'll just do it for whatever but you did really come to a point where you personally accepted like and actually just owns like I actually am going to keep doing those things do you remember what that point was or even even if not in the timeline but like what was going on internally for you of saying like I'm actually okay with these things going forward being the same of like not having gluten alcohol or these like really sugary sweets
1: yeah well I mean I think that just the way I felt and, and we talked about this in the other episode, the way I felt almost immediately after cutting out some of the things in my diet that were um, causing me to have some of the gut issues that I was having just the fact that I felt so much better so quickly. Um, (laughs) and then I was, and the sugar cravings went away, like almost immediately. I think it was like within a week or two. I can't remember exactly, but it was really quickly that the sugar cravings went away. Um, was just like, oh my God, you know, uh, something makes me feel better actually. And, um, And we didn't need willpower. Like I remember, no, no, not at all. We had actually gotten onto a
0: sales call and we were just talking about you potentially working together with me. And you're like, Alison, I need, I just need really hardcore accountability. I was like, I'm not, I'm not about that life. I actually think if we change your microbiome, we won't need accountability. And Mm -hmm. like, if you have to try that hard in your health, you're not having a, a life of ease. You're having a life of dis-ease, which is like disease. Like yeah. I don't, like literally if you're trying too hard in your life, that's actually its own form of disease. And it's saying something's wrong. And mm-hmm. sure enough, we changed a couple things and you were like magic. It was three days. I, I have that like memorized. It was um, three days and you're like 80% of your sugar cravings were gone. I was like, see, Mm will power be gone? Use it for your races or now Orange Theory. (laughs) Yes,
1: Yes, it was, it was pretty quick. Um, And letting go of gluten was very, I was very sad about that. Um, And so we started working together in June, um, in June of 2020, in September of 2020, I had a birthday and um, and I had a really great month in my business. And so I celebrated by going out and having a beer and I hadn't drank, I had had not had any alcohol during that time and I was a beer drinker. I was an IPA drinker. I had a beer on September 25th of 2020. That was the <laughs> last beer that I remember because that's the last, the last alcohol that I've had. Right. And, and I told you afterwards, I it was a Friday I had one beer and I could not function the rest of the weekend. I was in bed. I was I felt hungover all weekend. I was bloated. I was so tired and and what you and I talked about the the week after was the gluten. So the, you know, I had done all of this work to help heal my gut, but the gluten was still having an impact on me. And you even said, and this made me really sad when you said it, but you said, I don't know that you're going to be able to add gluten back in. At that point, we had added back in all of the, um,
0: temporary, uh, all of the
1: other things. Yeah. Yeah. All the other things that we had temporary let go of. So, um, I took that to heart and I was like, okay. No more gluten. And I've found alternatives to gluten that most of which taste just as good as, you know, I think, I feel like, um, I feel like food uh, manufacturing companies and restaurants are just getting really good at it. So I will say, so this fast forward to now, I will say that I do eat gluten from time to time, but I do it very... Um, with my eyes wide open. I know how I'm going to feel tomorrow if I Mm. have gluten today. When I'm at home, I do not cook with gluten. There's no gluten in my house. Um, When I go out to eat occasionally, I will have gluten or I'll just not be as careful. And, and, And I'm okay with that because I know how I'm gonna feel the next day and it's nowhere near how I felt the weekend after September twenty fifth of twenty twenty. It's nowhere near that. Like I feel like there's maybe some other healing that's been going on. Yeah. And, that happens. Because I'm very careful with it and I and I really try not to have it. Um so yeah, so I do have I do have gluten from time to time, but it's um with the knowledge that I know I'm gonna feel hungover tomorrow. I know my head's going to hurt. My face is going to be puffy. My stomach might be upset. I definitely, I don't think I have an allergy to it. Like it's not, I don't have celiac or anything like that. It's just, it does not like my body. It's a sensitivity.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I think one of the crazy things I remember from your, well, it's not crazy. It's just, it actually happens to most of our clients is you also went through this thing of oh my goodness, this is how I felt every day. And so it didn't matter if you had a beer or didn't have a beer or ate gluten or didn't eat gluten one day because you you weren't off of it long enough and you also hadn't healed another uh, enough of other parts of your body. Like you had pathogens inside of you. Um, I don't even remember specifically which ones, but you had different stuff going on that, that didn't matter if you went gluten-free for a day or a week or anything. You still felt poor poorly so you weren't you weren't like associating gluten with feeling bad until you really set up the right kind of situation just to get that like 2020 of like light on light off like oh this is my body on gluten Mm -hmm. and that really like I saw a huge shift in ownership for you there was sadness but there was like this is not merely just depriving myself this is actually Um, You know, I had a client this week say it's it's more like avoiding a poison and Mm. you could choose to engage with a poison, um, but at least but but there's a choice involved and you also are fully aware of the repercussions. Um, And so I would say that while, you know. I, I'm not someone who, I'm not advocating for, and you even like laughed when you told me this, like outside of the podcast, and you're like, you laughed, you're like, this might sound bad. It might be bad. And I'm really torn as a health coach. What I, I, while I won't advocate, yeah, just go ingest something that is technically toxic to your body. At the same time, I think that there's something incredibly valuable about ownership and, and actually feeling like you have control over your life in some ways of saying, I can make a choice. Um, like we make choices as human beings that are potentially harmful all the time. Um, you know, giving birth, I'm currently pregnant. Is like going to harm my body. Like getting in a car is risky. Um, there's, you know, chemicals we breathe in when we paint a wall or something. So like just realizing, do I know what I'm doing as I'm doing it and the risks involved And then, and then is it worth it? Like that's basically what you said. Is it worth it? And is it okay? Like you probably wouldn't eat gluten before like a very important like speech you were going to give
1: or something. Right. Right. You have to weigh it. You know, I mean, I think back to when I was drinking alcohol and I would think, Okay, what do I have going on tomorrow? How much alcohol can I consume tonight? And literally I did think about that. Um, (laughs) And how much alcohol can I consume and still be able to do the thing that I need to do tomorrow? So now I think that like the alcohol is completely out of the equation now, but I think about that with gluten. So if I eat this pizza tonight, um, am I gonna be able to to get up and go to the gym at six o'clock tomorrow morning? Yes, I'll be able to get up and do that, but am I going to perform at my best? No. Am I going to like it? No. Am I going to be? Am I going to feel okay later in the day? Probably not. So I have to weigh that and see. You know, okay, maybe I have one slice instead of you know three slices or, or whatever. So right.
0: yeah, <laughs> and, and you have that autonomy, and you also have the reward because another thing that I just want to highlight again in this podcast, I I, I would I would highlight it every time I talk to anybody publicly is that you actually are seeing an improvement, like when you're not on those foods, because you also dealt with in other internal problems, like, Mm -hmm. um, especially like pathogens being the number one thing that we start with our clients with. And the cool thing is, is that you, you dealt with the pathogens. And then I, I mean, I think this leads us into one of the questions I really wanted to ask you today. um, But is, you know, there was the big question of, will I still keep feeling good if I'm not constantly doing this like heavy duty work of like intense supplement regimen and all this stuff that we did to try and get your microbiome balanced, um, specifically with like attacking pathogens and stuff. And, and I kind of told you as, as you left the nest, shall we say, um, look like if we got rid of all the pathogens we found and you don't get re-exposed to one, it's gonna make everything you do, whether it's staying away from gluten or alcohol or working out at Orange Theory, actually give you the results you want rather than just feeling like, no matter how much I work out, I can't lose weight or no matter how many foods I restrict myself on, I still am bloated and puffy and need naps. Like that's not what you're reporting. And that is one of the signs of success that we look for in our program. Not like, do you feel good every day? Do you never make a mistake? Um, are you a robot? But do you actually have control of the variables um, or can you control variables to get to feel good when when you're wanting to feel good, which is most of the time for most like we most of the time want to feel good?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and and two. one of the things one of the biggest things that I've learned and I've actually shared this information with friends like over and over and over again is um, we said earlier um, in this conversation that. The healthy foods I was eating, I, I was eating really healthy. I was, yes. you know, probably ninety three percent of the time, seven percent of the time I was eating sugar, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and straight sugar too. Um, but yeah, I was eating pretty healthy, and we found out that because i was literally eating the same things over and over and over again every day it's
0: a pathogen that had damaged your gut and with gluten yeah. which was also damaging your gut
1: yes and that that was that was causing me to have leaky gut and to have other issues and when we first initially took some things that i was eating every day spinach broccoli um, olives uh, garlic for god's sakes i couldn't believe that You know, I was, and we eliminated those things for a few months and then I was able to add them back in. I felt so much better. And so now I really, and I, I'm not successful at this all of the time, but I know if I'm not feeling good, I need to look at what have I been eating? How often do I eat that spinach or that kale or the broccoli or the whatever? And what can I substitute in there so that I'm not eating the same thing over and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> so, because Rotating I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea that healthy food could cause issues like that. And so when I have friends who I see them eating the same things over and over and over again, I say, did you know? <laughs> Allison Jordan says, but it's just, I mean, who knew? I, I had no clue.
0: And it's not going to happen every single time with every single food, but it is a reality that if you have leaky gut or you're developing it, and then you're exposing yourself to say bananas every day, cause, cause you are trying to get potassium or cause you're on a certain diet that bananas is one of your safe foods, you know? Um, and then you're eating it every day like you were having egg white omelets with bunch of vegetables including spinach and broccoli every morning i mean isn't that the epitome of health um and goodness um and and yet what was happening is because you were eating it repeatedly with leaky gut that food actually gets into your blood system with that shouldn't be there and then your immune system learns to kind of be freaking out whenever it sees spinach come down the line so that was yeah. what that was all about. You can't just remove the foods you have to deal with, also deal with the leaky gut and make sure you're addressing everything else that's causing the leaky gut to be successful. But because you probably have significantly less leaky gut now, all you have to do is rotate the foods a little and, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in case our cl- listeners are like. I don't want to cause panic for anyone who's like, I eat almonds every day or something. Like I eat a lot of almond flour because I'm on a paleo diet. I don't eat grains. Um, And, and while I'm vaguely aware that, Hey, this could be a problem for me. um, I don't think I'm automatically going to develop a food sensitivity just because I eat a lot of like almond flour or something. Um, Mm -hmm. So I do want to put that little nugget in there though I think it is a relatively good practice to be aware and that's what you're practicing is this awareness of hey this is a possibility I'm allowed to keep this open as something to evaluate if I'm not feeling well, um, like for for seemingly no reason. Um so I would love to transition a little bit into one of our big questions for today which is since ending your 6 months of working with me what has your health been like and I know it's actually a decent amount of time I mean it's more than a year but just anything that sticks out to you on what the journey's been like since that leaving the nest moment
1: Yeah I mean I definitely feel better now than I did continue to feel better now than I did before we started. Um, I've lost, I lost about 15 pounds during our time together and immediately after and I've maintained that. In fact, I think I've lost a little bit more. I haven't gotten on the scale recently. Um, but, and
0: this with the same level of actually you were less active. I think when you worked with me because you were, I think you either had something going on in your business, things were really intense or like you were just really tired. You in
1: COVID. (laughs) So I wasn't going to the gym. I mean, I, I had a gym membership and I wasn't going as often because, because things were shut down and everything was weird and yeah so so yeah I wasn't as active but I was you know still walking you know walking regularly and all of that Um, but yeah so I've definitely lost weight and I still have my moments oh oh, I guess I should say too so I've played around with different um, foods and things like that so I've been playing around with most recently with intermittent fasting and doing not daily but um, you know every few days. And to be honest, that is um, to help me not snack so much. (laughs) So I'm trying to get all of my calories in a shorter period of time because I was spending a lot of time snacking, mostly healthy stuff, but still a lot of snacking. Um, And then I also have played around with doing more plant-based. So I'm trying to eat less meat and eat more plants. Um, And I still have my moments of not feeling great. But like I said before, it's I know why. I mean, I know that if I've had gluten, I'm not going to feel great. I know that if I'm pushing myself too hard at the gym, or if I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm not going to feel good. And and that usually turns into emotional eating. Um, you know, work stress, uh, home stress, things like that will turn into me emotionally eating. Um, and usually, that's not the healthiest uh, foods that I'm eating but I know, like I said, I know what it is and being more aware, I'm able to make corrections more quickly. So, I mean, I, I feel, I do not think I look 48. I don't feel 48. <laughs> so hopefully that sticks around because I'm yeah. almost 49 now. <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. I, oh my gosh, this reminds me when
0: we were talking about you coming on the podcast, you told me this great story about the, uh, a, a guy talking to you at the gym. Do you, do you want to share that? Or do you want me
1: to just summarize it? Oh, the, the 30-something guy at the gym who yeah. was, was hitting on me? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're a little too young for me, buddy. Oh, my gosh.
0: That, that, yeah, that's pretty much the summary of the story. And I think that's
1: great. Like age is really
0: relative to what uh-huh. you're, what's going on inside your body. And again, yeah. not for lack of trying, Um, as in I really like a lot of the women who are, who are listening to this podcast and who we end up working with, they really are already trying in their health. And so it's, it's not a shame game or a blame or like, it's cause you're not even trying or, you know, like, like we merely do what we know how to do and we do, and we tackle what we know is there. And you just didn't know about some problems you were having in your body. And you also didn't know like, some just key concepts on how the gut can work and all this stuff that was affecting your hormones and your energy level and your gut. And, and now, now ultimately all ages is accumulation of what you are over time. And if you are cumulatively doing well, like then your age is going to be very different, like kind of the way you look, feel, et cetera, it's going to be very different than accumulatively like feeling poorly, having things inside of you going on that you don't know what it is. Like I've got 20 year olds that I work with who feel 50, you know, mm-hmm. like, and vice versa, you know, you're, you're closer to 50 and you just don't feel that way. Right. Um, I ha, are you surprised that you feel better, you know, more one plus year after working with me? And or and and I would love it if you'd expound on that a little bit too like if you're not surprised what's what's going on there
1: I mean I, so sometimes my joints feel pretty old <laughs> because I'm because I'm working too hard at the gym but I mean like physically in my gut and my skin and just like all of that I mean I definitely I don't think I'm surprised that I feel because I feel like um what we did together Slowed down some of the feelings that I was having it, you know um, Recalibrated my My body uh, so that I can Feel better. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I think that you know, maybe this is totally overgeneralizing, but I feel like um, the way we live and eat in, specifically in the U.S., but this could just be, you know, Western culture in general, we really beat ourselves up. And the processed foods that we eat and the garbage that we eat and the stress and the lack of sleep and the overworking and all of that really ha- takes a toll on us. And, you know, I think that what you and I did together was helped to figure out where I was having issues and all of that. And I mean, because, I mean, I felt like I was going to therapy when you and I when you and I would talk. <laughs> we would talk about, I would be really stressed out about work and we would talk through it. And I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was, so it wasn't just about my gut. It was about all of the other things because, you know, we can't take our our bodies and our our being and put them in, put different parts of them into different silos. I mean, it's all, to, it's all one thing. It's this holistic, you know, human being and not our gut and our emotional health and our mental health and our work life and our home life. It's all together. So I really, I totally, I went off on a tangent there. So that didn't really answer your question, but I'm not surprised because, we worked on so many other things together that I feel like it helped me kind of reset, um, my mindset around some things.
0: Oh yeah. I really like the word you use recalibrate. Like we didn't just like, because recalibration really suggests like something changed at the very base of what's going on. It wasn't just like a superficial, we're going to change this for 12 weeks. And then you're just going to yo-yo diet back into whatever you were doing. Like we really made some deep changes so that it was a easy for you to keep moving forward. Like, like you weren't having sugar cravings. So it wasn't about the cravings anymore. You didn't have to fight those. Um, you know, you were feeling better. So you felt incentivized like, Oh, wow. Like this is great. All I need to do is like keep with the few key things that make me feel good. And you you, third, you also saw the difference. Um, And so you weren't just like, well, I'm going to do because Allison keeps telling me to. um, And I want to, you know, not Have her lacerate me or something. I, I, I mean, I, I I actively (laughs) wouldn't like really talk negatively to you if you're like I did something bad. And I'm like, tell me about it. And and I think sometimes you're like, I wish you beat me up more. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, not worth it. Not interested. That's not how we need to work, but. Um, Another question I wanted to really ask you in this, um, you know, one plus year after working with us is did you feel that the program and the work we did together set you up for success in your health outside of the time that we were actively working together?
1: Yeah, I mean, like to go back on something I said earlier, you know, knowing that eating the same things over and over again wasn't really healthy allowed me to kind of shift the way I was looking at my nutrition, not my diet, because I mean it's not you know letting go of some of these things. It's not a diet. It's it's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's you know totally different from anything else that I had ever tried in my in my life, um, and just being so much more aware of my body. So when you and I would talk, um, it would we would talk about how i was feeling um you had me you had me rate things and i can't remember what i was rating but you had me rate things and sometimes i had a hard time doing that and thinking you know how my body feels at certain levels or after eating eating certain things but it was allowed me to kind of figure that out and to really um just be more aware of the things I was putting in my in my body. Um, I didn't so, know. Yeah.
0: I didn't know that you struggled with that. Like you'd that you've never mentioned that directly. It's yeah. super interesting. Yeah. Um. It, it Actually, and that's really great to hear that because I, I know that. I mean, that's just fascinating, like awareness is the number one step to solving any problem, mm-hmm. um, even just being aware that you have a problem, then also being aware enough to identify potentially correlations with where the problem was going again, that's a little bit of a difficult thing because there's invisible problems. (laughs) That is typically what we're dealing with, with our clients. But yeah, the, uh, that's great to know that I was having you rate stuff, like on a scale of zero to 10, what is, what's the pain level. And I literally like I do that even outside of work now with with friends if if i'm about to do something or ask them they're like i have a migraine hey what is it on a scale of blink to blink and so we can it's easier to track like mm-hmm. oh this is this is the worst migraine i've ever had or this isn't or whatever it is so that's kind of i'm i'm really mulling that over fascinating
1: <laughs> and then well, there was, and i think oh go ahead well and i was gonna say too i mean because Where I was, especially at the beginning, I don't know. What is a 10? What is a 1? What does that actually feel like? Because I don't know, because it had been so long since I felt good. I didn't know what that actually felt like. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. You're like, you had this like narrow vision of like, I only know this like range of how I feel pretty much every day. And I'm stuck here. Like, I don't remember what the range is feeling worse or feeling better. It's just this, this icky spot. Um, and that's also super, super common with our clients that, you know, three months, six months into working with us, they're like, I have literally had a client I'm working with. She's a phenomenal woman. She's a uh, works in the she's in the military. She's a nurse. She's a single mom. Like she's actually, I'm sitting here being like, she's kind of a boss, just like you. And she, when we first started working together, and I was just like, we were deciding if we were if we were a good fit. I asked her, just like, oh, you're dealing with some constipation, like chronically. Do you feel abdominal pain? She's like, no, I've got really high pain tolerance. I don't have pain. I just know it's a problem. And now we're about we're almost done working together. And she recently told me she's like, Allison. I ate something I shouldn't have. And I felt the pain. She's like, I didn't even realize that because she felt the pain her whole life. She was like, this is something I felt my whole life. So that was what eating felt like to me. And she's like, Mm -hmm. literally for the first time in my life, it occurred to me that, that this is pain when I eat and because I'm not having it. And that was the first, like, and so it's just widening our, our scope of vision through experience of like, you just, you can't explain it to someone until they've been there. And I've, that's, I've had that happen to me too, of like, I constantly, like, I feel better than I ever thought I could have. And like, no one could have explained it to me or like, tried to make me understand it. I have to, you have to really live it. Yes. So another question that we talked about actually before we jumped on and, um, we we've pre-discussed that would be great to talk about on the air was essentially what I, what I was hearing is what does next level look like from here? Um, like you have done the six month program, your health is relatively stable. You got an idea of, of what you need to do to maintain feeling good on a day-to-day basis. Um, but you were, you were specifically interested in, um, why Can you tell the listeners what you're interested in? And we can actually dialogue on that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, through the course of our work together, I took a bunch of supplements and we started kind of decreasing the amount of supplements towards the end of us working together. There were some that could go away. I have added some supplements myself just you know, based on my activity level and research and things like that, that I've done, I'm still taking some of the supplements that you had recommended I take. And so I was like, okay, so I mean, obviously we all age, our bodies change as we get older and things like that. So, um, I was thinking like, okay, so how do I know when I should stop taking these other supplements? You know, are there other ones that I should be taking instead? Um, what do I expect moving forward and things like that as my body changes and all of that. So yeah, I was asking like, you know, do you, would I go through the testing process again? Is there something else that I should do? Is this like a a benchmark, you know, like you go for your well woman exam every year? Is this something that I should be doing every year? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. And so to ground our conversation, I I even want to refer back to something we already talked about, which is that ownership and, um, responsibility that is like kind of up to you and, and how would you want to move forward? Some people, like I have a couple clients that have decided that they like doing some testing with me every six months. And that to them feels like, they're up to date with their body, like how up to date with your body, do you feel like you want to be, or sometimes that you you even might say, is there something I could really focus on and, and clean out and actually get to the next level? Like maybe I don't even know that I could feel much better, but Alison is, is there testing we could do? And there is like, there's testing that, um, I was telling you about the hair tissue mineral analysis and getting your minerals balanced in your body is one of the most powerful things you can do, but it's more of a long-term game. And so you could do like a hair tissue mineral analysis every three months and be really intentional and say, I want to get all the copper toxicity out of my body. I want to get all the mercury and aluminum and things that, that like almost everybody just has either low or sometimes larger amounts of hanging out in their body. And, um, I've done that. I've done one round of like really intentional clearing out of my top. Uh, heavy metals and copper toxicity. Um, actually the year before that I got pregnant a second time, like in that time period. Um, and, and I had this a big aha moment of like, Oh my gosh, I have even more energy. How did this happen? Like, <laughs> I didn't even realize I could have more energy and not have to try hard at it. Um, and then there's, and, and so it's like, w- there's like this gamut of w- what it does next level look like, like do you have the capacity or do you really want to focus a little bit more on your health? And, um, you could do that. And if that's the case, what you would do, what I would recommend is you talk to just a professional and expert maybe, and maybe we could talk, but of like, what are you hoping to get out of that testing or that supplement taking? Um, and, and then what does that mean? Does that mean you get testing once a year? Does it mean you get you get testing every other year? Does it mean you get testing every three months, six months? And what tests? Because mm-hmm. it's not gonna be the same for everybody. And then going back mm-hmm. to supplements, um, just some big framework and something I'd already shared um, with you, but but to re-say for our listeners is I, I think for me, and I'm going to come at this from like me five years ago, I just kind of figured supplements were a bit of like a ruse, a bit of like, <laughs> just buy this thing. Cause I want to make money. Like if someone's, someone's suggesting you buy their supplement line, they just want to make money off of you. And the more I've learned, the more I've just realized, Hey, we live in a very toxic world. And one of the foremost, um, heavy metal experts that I really adhere to, uh, Wendy Myers She basically says, we just need to have a detox lifestyle. And so there's certain supplements and or activities that are very helpful for detox lifestyle. Saunas are super detoxing exercises, super detoxing castor oil packs, or like coffee enemas, which we talked about in your podcast episode 13. Like those are super detoxing for the liver. That's just like a if anything, like take care of your liver the rest of your life, because it balances your thyroid, it, it gets rid of pathogens. It, it does, it helps your iron levels be solid. It helps your glucose levels, you know, not swing up and down. It does so many jobs. Um, so I personally take a couple supplements that support my liver, um, because I like not just some activities like a coffee and a more castor oil. I also like supplements. And so that just gets into the strategy, Um, And then another thing I had mentioned was, is there like anything you learn on your journey of like my body just needs more of this. Like I know a health practitioner who just knows he doesn't make dopamine very well. So he, he takes a couple supplements to offset that. And he finds that he's much less depressed and much more focused when he does that. And he just knows that's a lifetime thing. No, one's trying to sell him anything. No one's trying to like, and and it's not right. Not everyone needs the same supplements he's taking. So like, even what you've said is Um, I know we even had emailed randomly at one point, you're like, Hey, can you just give me a little bit insight into like these electrolytes things? Cause I'm, cause I'm exercising and are these good electrolyte mixes? Do you have anything you recommend? And that's something that you just know, I feel better on electrolytes that are high quality, yada, yada. And I'm going to be taking those. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, it's really not a one size fit all is the big answer. And then and it it might vary in different stages of your life. Like your daughter's in college right now. That and and maybe your business is is very smooth. Maybe your business isn't, and that might change. If if now is a good time that you want to do a deeper dive, or just be on that like really steady rhythm of like once a year, once every other year, whatever, just to check up. What are my hormones doing? What is my, you know, calcium levels, like all these different things. So do you have any thoughts? I know that's the second time you've heard most of those thoughts, anything, any other questions that come up or any, any responses just since we're chatting.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I just think that, you know, by doing the work that you and I did together and going on my merry way is kind of um negates the work that we have done together because obviously i mean i'm not i haven't been perfect i had you know i don't think anybody should be but i haven't been perfect i i'm not taking all of the supplements anymore and i also know that it took me a long time to get to that point where i had to nap all the time and i just felt so horrible all of the time and it took so, it's like the the frog in boiling water <laughs> or the, you know, like boiling the frog where they don't notice that the water's getting hotter and hotter. So you don't really notice when you feel crappy. Like I said, like I didn't know what a one felt like. I didn't know what it felt like to feel good because I had felt bad for so long. And so I just don't, I don't want to get to that point because I know now what it feels like to feel really good. And... Um, I'm afraid that if time goes on and I, you know, have gluten, you know, once a week or something, and then I slowly start to feel bad, that I'll forget, (laughs) you know, how to feel good again. So it's nice to know that there's an option for kind of checking in. And, you know, maybe maybe it's a next level thing. Maybe it's just... Yeah, like trying to find what are some new ways that I can use to optimize my health and to feel and to continue to feel good. So when I'm seventy, eighty years old, I can still be really active and I can, you know, play with my one day grandchildren. Yeah. Possibly, if 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 she chooses to have any. <laughs> so. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to know that there's different options to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and a lot of it has to do just where you're personally at. Um, yes. and I'll, I'll also share, cause it came to mind that like, for example, since I'm about to give birth, I'm planning on doing, um, at least a hair tissue mineral analysis right before I give birth. And then one about three months later mm. to really track what, what do I need to focus on? And I'll start focusing on it probably after giving birth with my initial results and then see where do I end up three months later? because minerals are just, they're such a huge focus and, and your hormones change every month and the idea, but minerals are the spark plug of your life. And so that's something I have a personal plan for. And I might run some blood work on myself and just like see what's going on, but I might, you know, wait and again, a couple months until I give birth. But again, all of that strategy that I'm developing with myself and, mm-hmm. um, while we don't currently have an offer that's kind of similar to that, where I would do that with other clients, I am, I'm getting more of our, more and more of our clients are saying, Hey, I don't, I know I don't need you to like hold my hand, but, but is there something we can do where, where we are like able to touch base and get this next level stuff? So that is something that I'm definitely considering creating an offer for, for moving forward. So take note listeners. And if anybody else wants this, send me a DM and Instagram. So, um, because I only really make offers for something people want, (laughs) um
1: smart business move. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, to end us off, Abby, I would love um is is there anything any advice or encouragement that you would give to a woman listening to this podcast who is currently struggling to make progress in her health?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just really feel like you have to know what's going on inside of you. You have to know, you know, a blood test, a, a blood test on its own. Um can give you some information but it's not going to give you all of the information that you need and as much as i was, what did i say i said in our very first call i was like just don't make me poop in a box yeah you didn't and you're say like, that and you're like abby you're gonna have to <laughs> yeah and i did it twice because we did a we did a check um midway through and And I'm so glad that I did because it saw that what we were doing was making progress and it was, you know, things were changing and that's exactly what I wanted to have happen. Um, So yeah, you kind of have to do the uncomfortable thing and, you know, it it just has completely changed how I feel and hopefully changing how I'm going to feel 20 years from now because I'm not going to be, you know doing some of the unhealthy things that I was doing before we started working together. So yeah, I just, you have to know what's going on inside.
0: Which is just, I mean, that is worth the investment, right? You know, like totally, um, It's so, so cool to, and such an honor to have this conversation with you a year plus after, after working together. And I know that you're not our only client who feels this way a year plus, um, but you were gracious enough to give us some of your time today and share some of your stories. And I know that our listeners are going to be intrigued, um, inspired, encouraged that this can be them for, for, this can be something for them too. So thanks so much for coming onto the Better Belly podcast,
1: Abby. You're welcome. Thank you
0: guys, was that episode amazing or what? If you haven't yet, I would highly encourage you to check out the original episode with Abby, episode 13, which we are linking in the show notes. And another episode that pairs really well with this one is a recent episode, episode 94, how to keep any habit you make. Abby made some pretty big habit shifts in her life and if you're wondering how you can do so too, then episode 94 lines it up to explain to you why and how you can make any habit change permanent. If you are ready, however, to start finding the root cause of your gut health problems and, as Abby suggested, actually find out what's going on inside your body, then I want to invite you to join our Foundations program. As of the airing of this episode, we are currently on a waitlist for the program due to me being on maternity leave. So I encourage you to jump onto our wait list where you will have first access to working with me in our Foundations program to do functional lab testing and finally heal your gut from the inside out permanently. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes to join the waitlist now. And if you want to learn more about the Foundations program, you can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash foundations or click the link in the show notes to read more there. And if you had a question that came up during this episode, or you really want to hear a topic that we have not covered on the podcast yet, I want to invite you... We have a special way for you to submit a question. If you go to betterbellytherapies.com slash ask Allison, you can record a quick question for me and you may be featured on the Better Belly Podcast. You can submit the question anonymously or with your name. And we would love to have you and your question on the podcast. I do not do any other types of free or direct message, any advice there. And so if you have a question, this would be the way the place to do it. If you are new to the Better Belly podcast, I just want to say hello and welcome. If you love this episode, I would encourage you to subscribe so you never miss a beat. We have so many more episodes coming down the line. And if you thought of a friend while you listened to this episode, I would encourage you to take a screenshot of this episode and share it with a friend. I cannot count how many times when I tell someone I'm a gut health therapist that I hear someone say, oh, I know someone that needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut and pass this podcast along to them. Other ways that you can stay in the conversation is by following us at BetterBellyTherapies on Instagram. I love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. And as a reminder, our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.